0: i Spaces Welcome to the ether. Today is Monday, January 3rd, 2022. This episode of the ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes below to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. This space is hosted by Star Terra, and it's a chat they had with Luart, a little AMA action. Let's take a listen.
1: All right. And as the clock turns 7 p.m. UTC, we are getting the show on the road. My name is David. I am the CMO of Star Terra. With me today is Shimon the CEO of Luart, along with his trusted confidant, Aston, who will be joining me in this conversation where we're going to be discussing Luart, their IDO, a little bit of the roadmap, taking a few questions as well as giving away a few prizes here. Shimon, welcome to the Star Twitter Spaces, and Aston, you now have a speaker License, I guess you can call it that. You have the ability to speak whenever you wish, but yeah, tell us a little bit of Luart, the first NFT, the first gamified NFT marketplace. Yeah, gamified
2: because there's other marketplaces, but we are the first gamified at the Terra. So yeah. yeah, I think it's you know funny story because uh, as you are the first idea platform, the uh, Terra ecosystem as gamified because we didn't have the gamified platform. Any on other chains, right? You're the first, like, idea platform, so we are in the same synergy as you are, I think.
1: Yeah, and uh, the marketing is doing pretty well as as well on that end too, so yeah. hats off to you guys. Understood,
2: yeah. fun is making a good with you guys, so, yeah. So I will make the point, and the thing is, like, what we are building is whole perspective of art is, like, building the gamified platform, and the whole point of gamification is, like, Okay, maybe we will deliver something like gamified platform and being like something another platform like another marketplaces are like for example Talis or Random Earth. There you know usually marketplaces that only uh, allow you to buy and sell. Our platform is like being something another layer to NFTs and giving the utility to NFTs. Indeed, so what is my and our whole team perspective is okay. We got usually. Uh, NFTs that they're minting and they got lack of utility because of the roadmap. So we will give the additional value to them in in in, uh, in the wave of gamify that people would be able, for example, to earn points and some scoring system on our platform we call Lua power. And basically of that you will be able to be in the leaderboard in the future that we didn't present yet because we today as you know we got a, a idea on starter and tour starter. And after that the gamification is based on uh, scoring system we call Lua Power, right? And as I mentioned before, so if we get enough Lua Power, you will be able to be in the leaderboard, and uh, you will be able to compete with another people from our marketplace and the whole platform that we are building. It's only—it's not only from marketplace connected because it's connected to our lunch, But that we got, for example, previous mint with haircuts that sold in thirty minutes, like it was one—one one of the best launches on the Terra. So. So far, I think Aston maybe can uh, share you more details about the platform indeed. So Aston, let me speak with you and share with another your ideas and how from consumer behavior we are better than and what we are making better than others, right?
1: Yeah, and before Aston touches on, on that, I just want to let people know that gamification, like, because there was a lot of confusion with Starterra, this isn't just some sort of game where you, you, you're you pressing buttons. This is using your mind, using game theory to increase your chances of winning, whether it's the loot boxes, which we'll talk into, or increasing your Lua power, right?
2: Yeah, so and them. first of all, it's not like Lua power, loot boxes, indeed. Like, we got the scoring system that you are be in the leaderboard, and you get airdropped weekly with our tokens. So buying tokens and being active on our platform is giving you more money, so... Yeah, so it's simple way, you know. Yeah. Aston, are you there? Yeah, yeah. I can yep, you guys hear me? I think it? it's middle of night over here, so yeah, he, he can sleep. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's, uh, it's three AM where I am, but yeah,
2: okay. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, Simon says like we want to build something more here at at uh, compared to other current platforms, just not in Terra, but in every other ecosystem. So yes, gamification is one aspect, but the main idea around it is that layoff of instant utility as these mentions. Like a lot of projects, they have really good R or really strong roadmaps, but a lot of what they want to develop takes time, like it takes weeks or months after the mint to actually materialize, right? So with the lower power in a sense, what users get is an instant layoff of utility for their NFT project and it's an instant guarantee. So the community itself benefits from the get-go, like from, from day one, which is what Ooh. we really want to provide. Yeah. Of course. And yeah, I mean, of course, aside from that, we also have like a really strong, strong focus on building relationships with NFT projects. We don't want to just launch their product and leave them on their own. We want to assist them from day one, leading up to the launch and after the launch as well, because we know that if an NFT pro- project is successful, that's the most important thing for us. The more successful projects we bring onto our platform, the more people are going to use our platform. So, our, our number one priority is to ensure the community and the projects are uh, in the best possible place possible when using the Luar platform.
1: And, you know, that, that just brings the more similarities, just as we are a launchpad for projects launching on Terras, your project, Luar, is planning to be a launchpad for NFTs. Can you touch a little bit more on, on how We, we won't election... plan.
2: We, we are just, you know, we are but right now. Yeah. Because we got first mint already. So the yeah,
1: first mint, we, exactly.
2: Yeah. we First uh, first thing is, like, funny thing is, like, most of the project raising funds through IDEO and public say and or private, uh, they are not giving a shit, like, in the long-term period, uh, vision of, of product. Because they are delivering, okay, I'm raising money, we are not delivering anything. And only promises is based on what we wanted to deliver is we first delivered the MDP product. So with the thing is like we started with Launchpad and uh, V0, V0 version of marketplace. And in I think it's, it was like a very convenient way, because if we fuck up something in the future way, and we, it won't work, work perfectly in the future, uh, our rising funds will be in that point level in that scale. Right? So, launched what we have the previous mint and uh everything like that was okay we launched the first card like Hellcat was the our first launch and it was i think George's like we can see uh hellcat has got floor price i think like 2.7 luna right now and maybe arsenal will present you whole the uh, an, analytics thing from the perspective like consumer behavior right
3: yeah i mean like as uh, regarding Hellcat, it's it's the prime example of what we want to do when it comes to building relationships with projects. Like when Hellcat first came about, they had a very high mint supply and high price, which then we, we did our best to provide analysis to them to make recommendations based on their roadmap. Like, um, we don't want projects to to rush into a mint or rush into a launch without analyzing, of course, their community, the current market sentiment, and how things are, are looking likely to behave. And what we do at Lord essentially is understand what every project wants to do, like what their roadmap is, what their long term or short term goals are, to match it. And in Hellcat's case, um, we talked, we spoke to them and explained to them that having a lower mint supply and guaranteeing a sold out mint would provide a much better, much stronger leverage to develop their roadmap in the future. Because what they've essentially done is shown that they have a high demand. Because if you let's say you sell out a mint at two thousand five hundred versus selling 5,000 mints, but only 50% of a 10,000 supply, a sold out mint would impact so much more psychologically to the community. And this is one key area that we'll bring in at lot is where we want to bring in this benefit of having this um cognitive or consumer behavior analysis that we provide for projects to help them understand the best way for them to become successful in ma- with having their own roadmap in mind. So we want to so-called Lead them in or assist them in reaching the right direction to contribute to the overall long term and short term goals.
1: Wow, that's great! And you know the, the analytical tools, which actually brings me to a question. We have uh, a giveaway here: fifty uh, UST to five questions asked, and the first question, which I think fits perfectly into the current conversation, is from Aloha. If I pronounced that incorrectly, apologies. But what he or she asked is, I'm missing a recently sold function or a floor analytics tool from current marketplaces. Is this coming to Luart? And maybe can you tell us about other planned features, such as the analytic tools?
4: Short answer, yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: The
2: the thing is, like, we got in the version right now is V0. So the thing is, our roadmap is long-term and right now what we wanted to deliver is like basic product that it will work perfectly from the uh, basic function like buying selling and whole ui and ux will be on that good level that we uh, can prevent you know some glitches in the future but so another thing like analytics to like floor price so chart things like uh, you can follow your price discovery of of some NFT that you have that have been sold and before and something like that. It's already developed from the UI and UX perspective and it's already done on the front end side. But the thing is like what we wanted to deliver is space the MVP V0. So so another thing like we want to deliver is is second will be the the bidding system, tools like as you mentioned before, the price history, the the floor price, you know, we will see as every option is all for, for example, from our competitor on Ethereum like OpenSea on Rarity, right? And another will be the in Q two will be the or Q one something like that. And yeah, Q one I think it will be the loot boxes that we will implement and our avatars collection like we call NFT collection, our own NFT collection that we call the avatars. And through avatars, you will be able to have, for example, your own avatar that it will be 100 pieces of them and you will be able to put on your profile and do everything from present presenting way. Right. So maybe Arshton got something to add to my little speech. Um,
3: No, I think Simon covered most things. I mean, one additional function we probably didn't mention that we're looking to build into as well is the opportunity for users to also make offers on entities that are not listed for sale. And we know this could be a big thing for a lot of users, especially those that have mm. a lot of NFTs in their wallets. Because quite often, some, like some people might have like 50, 60, or more NFTs, and they might not remember every NFT they have. So the, the idea of being able to, to receive an offer for an NFT without realizing, like, hey, or without remembering to have it, is beneficial to them. Because, or even if, let's say, you hold a, let's say you hold a Galactic Punk that you really, really like, right? You don't want to sell it. But someone says, I yeah, you 400 Luna for it, or something like that. You can't resist it. You sell it. You're happy. The guy that buys it is happy. We, we just basically want to provide all these extra details to the platform that improves the user experience overall. And that's really our biggest focus here.
1: Yeah. I mean, personally, I know people that have spent over 2,000 ETH on NFTs over the last year, and they probably have no idea what their collection consists of. So having this type of feature where someone can place a bid on an NFT that you may own, I think that's that's a great competitive advantage that you guys can have. Um, you know, you guys mentioned a little bit about your Luar boxes, right? So I know that's a little bit later in your roadmap. But a uh, question comes from Andreos81: What kind of NFTs buyers can expect from Luar boxes?
3: So the Luar boxes, what what they're gonna be is they're gonna be tiered boxes. So an example would be there's like, for example, five tiers with each tier ranging from maybe 0.1 to 1 lunar, 0.5 to 3 lunar, uh, 2 lunar to 10 lunar, et cetera, ranges like this, where um, users essentially, um, there's two ways you can get it. You can, one, use lower power, or two, use um, UST to purchase an NFT, purchase a box. Now, with lower power, you can do this um, one tier per month, so up to five boxes you can open each month. And USD, you can open additional if you want to, if you want to purchase the boxes. Now within the boxes itself, every NFT we needed is completely random. We are self-purchasing these NFTs from the marketplace. So you could open anything from example, a Lunar Bull next to a Crab, next to a Soul Hunter, next to a GP, depending on the tier of box you open. And we believe this is um, like a fun way in a sense of basically randomly generating an NFT for them. Um, It's going to be a transparent box. You can see what's in every list. So you know what you can get and what you can't get. And the most important thing, the secondary benefit of it is it acts as a marketing tool for NFTs as well. Because you may receive an NFT that you're not familiar with, but you might really like the art. And that in itself may make you uh, run down your own rabbit hole, right? And that is not Mm. only beneficial to you, but benefits that project that we've uh, put onto the box. So it's a double bonus at the same time
1: yeah of course with with having the transparent lists of course it makes it easier for people to want to buy into it because as you said first and foremost you have the marketing aspect which is great for the for the nfts that are launching through your marketplace but secondly you know let's just say 80 percent of these uh, luar boxes have been sold and you still see that there's a galactic punk in there in one of these i think that raises the hype level for the for the for the boxes themselves in a way that obviously just having no list or just telling people hey this is what this is what you can get but potentially we don't really we're only giving you a little bit of of what's available wouldn't be able to do so that's that's pretty amazing so in terms of you know having these these projects are there going to be any and this question actually comes from J9W J9W which is do you, does Luart have any plans to support individuals like artists who are planning to release one-on-one collections like something very unique? I think we want to support each one. Like
2: each product should be project should be support from you know the same level of uh, of emotionally involved from our side, and we want to support each one. So basically. Yeah, but the thing is, like, we refused a lot of products that they came into us and, you know, uh, they wanted to be listed on the launchpad. Because the thing is, like, NFTs and whole perspective of NFT is, like, what is the community behind it, right? So, for example, as we and you know that the community behind the product is the something primary. And the thing is, like, without community, products cannot be successful. For example, Hedgecat did or another Galactic Punks, right? So, I think yes, we want to support and be open to every artist, music pro- producer in the future. You know, everyone like painter, whatever you are making some some NFT, and it will be you know if you are thinking and that it will be worth and you got community behind it that can support you. We are happy to list you and help you with whole building, it in the community and helping with marketing things, giving the know how how want to build great nft collection with uh, from perspective like business behavior and consumer behavior right so so yeah we want to support everyone and being that's in our roadmap that we want to be able to for example on the open for the cross chain and capabilities from another chains. that's why we want to bring for example artists from solana and ethereum too so yeah the answer is yes
1: okay yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people uh, where they fail is not understanding the community aspect. Whether it's projects, NFTs, or or, or protocols, yeah. whether you know coming to to Star Terror or Luart, you know th- there has to be community support. It has to be some substance yeah. because if they can't build the community, well, then the pro- the growth for the project, the creating of the end users, or in this terms collectors, it isn't going to be there. And this actually leads us to another great question by sunsun77, which is, did you consider community feedback requests during the creation of your product in order to expand on fresh ideas? Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. It, it, it it was our baseline that we are started with making research with users from the Twitter space, from the Discord, from Telegram, and we wanted, for example, we launched the Launchpad and Marketplace and we, our fixes are based on the com- community uh, engagement, for example, community say, okay, something is, is not cool. So we are fixing in like in a few hours from from the giving the feedback or something like that. Or basically our point and whole perspective of building product is, is building product for community indeed because community is behind product, as I said before, right? Our major goal and major point was, okay, we are looking for, for you and your feedback, and we are implementing in our last part marketplace. So maybe Aston gets because he's from from you know from consumer behavior. Aston was the background, you know, it was his nine to five job that he was working with with businesses and analytics perspective. And I think he's very good at it, like scaling and looking into the product, like like maybe Aston, do you have something to? To share with your maybe knowledge and
3: yeah i mean
2: like community can
3: yeah for sure i mean the way we've set up the product in a sense is as i said super heavy on consumer focus like we've taken of course we've taken ideas from random of nowhere Talos, and every other platform outside of terra but what we've really focused upon is understanding what they didn't do what the people want and what they didn't want and, and what what they've done, what people want from them to do and what people don't want from them. And to try and factor that to build what, what really is. Like it's what the key aspect of the whole situation is, what will make the consumer happy when they're using our platform. And that's what we're trying to focus on. And first impressions are everything. This is why like throughout this version zero that we've launched, any bit of feedback we get, we immediately take it on board and we see what we can do to to assist in developing it to, to suit what people want. Like, of course, a lot of things that people are requesting for during the current version zero are already in the roadmap, which is great because at the same time, we're getting feedback from this, knowing that what we want to put out is something that we already, already have on the roadmap. So we're going in the right direction. And the, the, the idea behind the consumer insight, consumer response is so that end of the day, without a happy consumer base, without a good platform to utilize, no one wants to be on it. and. And this is a massive thing. It's kind of like comparing Random Earth to Nowhere. Nowhere might have been the first platform to come up, but Random Earth had a better UI, and therefore they they out they outdid Nowhere very quickly. And this is something we're also focusing upon. Everything we build on the platform, we want to sit down and build it from the perspective of what a consumer really wants, and not what a platform wants to do. Never from a revenue perspective, but always from how a user would sit there and actually use each step step step-by-step from one all the way to purchase or all the way to sell, right? We want to make every bit of it as streamlined and user-friendly as possible whilst providing a very friendly experience and a very nice to look at UX,
1: basically. And that's a great perspective to look at it from what are we going to do to attract users versus what is going to attract revenue. And I think most projects where they fail right now is trying to attract revenue Versus getting that user base that will stick through them. Whatever, whatever situations come up, whether it's good or bad, you have to have the users that want to partake in your projects, which kind of leads me to, to a question coming from myself, which is you know, aside from you know, being able to uh, generate yields in Lua power and, and things of uh, well, c- collecting the staking. What other functions, what utilities does your token have? How will it be used within your platform?
3: Well, firstly, if we look at the long term goals, we are also building a DAO within the itself. Yeah, and this is where we want a lot of users to. Re- this is where we're going to really build out towards the users and really see what do they really want from an NFT platform. Like it's great for us to build based on our own insights and understanding and what we what we gather, but we really want the users to then really come and contribute to our growth directly, because end of the day. Like us as a platform, we're nothing without the Contube community. We're nothing without these projects. We want to know what each and every one of you really want from us so that we can provide the best platform, best experience, and make you happy where you are. And at this is the main focus. We want users to interact with us to to be to hold to hold these tokens, right? Because then we know that you are directly and has have like an, an immediate connection to us as a platform you know, to help us build for the future in terms of, it could be anything from example, you say the fees are too high, fees are too low. You wanna see a specific kind of project on the platform. For example, we recently just done an internal study, just uh, just a poll within um, within our Discord. And we had about 400, 400 to 500 response on it to see what kind of NFTs the community really wants. And right now, yes, we're doing it via the Discord, but eventually when the DAO does get created, this will be done through that. And it makes it a much easier way for us to understand from like a personal level, like a one-to-one value, what you really want as a community. And this we, we believe that's the best way because users that hold tokens have a direct relationship to the platform because we they know that if we do well, they benefit by the tokens value increasing. So that's kind of why we want to build out in that in that sense as well.
1: Yeah. And as I think that brings us back to the the projects, the NFT projects that you're helping launch on your platform, what level of incubation what, what participation how much do you have to say within these projects does it vary or is it kind of where you have certain projects that you know you have to have meet these guidelines uh, in order to even qualify first and then uh, going on from there there's different things that you look at
3: so within the mm-hmm. projects that come on board, there is a huge, it's a very extensive KYC
2: system that uh, I think Simon awesome and the marketing is, team is, does. Is, is is taking you know charge of the talk because he is liking to speak with consumer behavior and he could speak all the time about it you know
1: yeah <laughs> that's good that's good
2: yeah he, he is he is you know i i'm sorry for, for for making like description of this because to, yesterday we got ama with someone and you know the this question was like from consumer behavior and talking he could talk about one
1: hour about one thing
2: <laughs> well you it know? shows the
1: passion so, we're, we're yeah, definitely appreciative.
2: You know, with him, like the team is, is, you know, so passionate. All the whole team is so passionate. I needed to disturb it. Sorry, because it was so funny. It is. So, okay, maybe I will let you ask to talk about this, or I will speak with you firstly. So, the first thing, like, mm, as I mentioned before, like, community behind it and the whole product that we are looking at uh, is like we are making the preview of whole perspective of the project that they can be listed on our platform and what what's super for example if you will have great product like from NFTs point of view you, uh, you can be listed on our platform but the thing is like you need community behind it because someone needs to buy it right because as as i mentioned before each product needs a community behind it so the thing is like you can have great you know nft collection ten thousand mains but if you will have for example 10 followers on your on your Twitter, nobody will sell it. You know, nobody will notice your product that it will be good. I think the community needs to believe that okay, this NFT is something rare. I can buy it. You know, I can hold it. I can use it in the future as my PFP or something in the metaverse in gaming. And I think Aston great did job with researching and helping each product that they are building uh, on our on. You know, they uh, they want to be launched on our platform because each product that you know end to end support from us from the marketing point of view from from even the analytics of how many means or what's the price that we can bring into so i think we want to give a chance to everybody that they deliver good nfts good products right but as you for example as idea platform you are not taking someone who okay i will give you the the oh. our roadmap but you know, they got one one depth, for example, on they bought, and okay, that's all you know. but you are making some richer of the product. You want to be that community will be glad that they will invest in some kind of product, right? So now you can Aston proceed with your speechless talk.
3: No, I mean, as Simon says, we are very much happy to bring any projects on board. Um, We do quite a long KYC process where we really want to get to know every project one-to-one. We sit down with the team, have a half an hour to one hour call to understand what their goals are, what their roadmaps are. And we never, one thing we don't do is we don't give any project confirmation date of their launch. The reason for this is firstly, we want to see the project develop their community first on that set. We we don't want to launch a a project where where they might have really insane art, really insane roadmaps, but they didn't put any effort into the community development and there's no community behind the project. Because then no matter what you mint us, your project's going to fail because no one's going to mint it. The key driver behind Hellcat's success was the amount of effort they put into their community development, understanding what the community was after, what they really wanted, and building in that direction. And this is what we really want to do at Law. We We want to bring projects that we know have put effort in, develop the right ecosystem, the right community, to have a successful launch because end of the day, if we launch a project and it does really crap, right, it's not just the project that suffers. It's not just the platform that suffers or the community that suffers. Every, every NFT within Terra will suffer which, with each failing project. And this is something that we were really against when we saw some platforms launching projects and watching them fail with 10 or 20% mint supplies because end of the day, the more projects that screw up or fail or mess up, the, the bigger the fear, the sentiment is within the Terra NFT space, people are just eventually going to go and move to Solana or Ethereum. And we don't want that. We want to bring more projects in, more people to come into Terra and want to purchase NFTs from us, from from, from the Terra ecosystem. So but by the, by the best way to do so is to help these projects be as successful as they possibly can. And in a sense, protect them from themselves, protect them from minting too early, from launching too early before they're even ready. And that's one thing we want to do. We, we're not here to just take your money and walk away. We want to ensure you have the most successful launch possible because it benefits you, your community, and us, not just in the short term, but the long term as well. It's always about the bigger picture. It's never just about how much money I can take from you today and walk away. We, we want way more than that. We want to provide a road where everyone can move from step one to the end together and grow the overall tarot ecosystem, particularly in our case when it comes to NFTs.
1: And I think it's a beautiful, beautiful approach to it. Not launching when a project feels that they're ready, but when you guys have determined that the the analytics are there, that the community engagement has has been lively, that then the projects are like, okay, here's here's the date, here's where we want to fit you in. Because what that essentially does is that puts the power in the community's hands. Right. Because as you said, if a project fails on NFTs, well, that itself is a bad look on the whole. And the more successful the projects that we have on the Terra ecosystem, whether it's NFTs or even for a Star Terra, uh, the better the the ecosystem grows. So uh, I definitely I love that approach that you guys have to that. But when we're talking about cross chain here, how do you guys plan to integrate uh projects from other chains onto your platform basically it's the technical question
2: that it's tough to you know to because no one did the direct uh, swap for example of any assets right so our uh, main vision is like discover how we can do it in proper way and how we can bring nfts from another chains we want to think something like synthetic assets that we can bring on the terra and make something like mirror Version of uh, NFTs. It was our first uh, idea how we can bring them into our platform. And for example, you can have CryptoPunk from Ethereum directly on the Terra ecosystem, and you will be able to buy it or sell. And if you will want to native, for example, CryptoPunk or something like that, uh, or another NFT from Ethereum or Solana, whatever, you will be directly uh, burn the NFTs on the Terra and redeem it from Ethereum. But it was only like uh our developers and whole development team looking for great solution from a user experience point of view because we are thinking like user experiences should be on the first priority to each platform because end of the day users are not uh something like that that okay we'll give you the super advanced technology that you can use but if you want to make the trade right, you need to use the cmd terminal or something like that right so I think it's like the product should be easily friendly for user experience side. Maybe Aston from, because he, he's coding in CSS. So so maybe he will get you more additional questions to it. Yeah, Aston. No, don't ask because, me on this. Yeah. <laughs> today, we were today on the talking and he said that he's developer of CSS and everyone was <laughs> fucked. Aston, maybe you share with something with your experience on development
3: uh no thanks i i do
2: not i do not do
3: any programming or development when it comes to crypto space and my knowledge within that is very limited so i'll stick i'll stick to very much consumer research and insights thanks
1: an honest answer love it love it so uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh your roadmap the third phase specifically you know we we did touch on the dow platform the marketplace the launchpad what about the auctions how do you guys envision those working
2: it, it will be simply like bidding and everything like that. First of all, our first majority product is we want to, you know, deliver working good, like on the top security level from from each side that user will be uh, very fascinating about using our marketplace and launchpad. First of all, second will be the advising systems like filtering and making, you know, more. Features from the perspective, like uh, people will be the analytics tool that you mentioned before. And third part will be the delivering the boxes, our NFT collection integrating with metaverse uh, that we want to bring in the next end of this year. We want to bring the gaming directly on 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 uh, on Terra. And uh, so our vision is long term. My vision and whole team is it's not focusing only on PFP model of NFTs. We want to bring metaverse gaming like normal thing. And we want to uh, explore gaming studios with, for example, Vietnam, with Ukraine, that they will be able to build the games with us and you will be able to train items of the games in our platform. So maybe Aston get something more to, to share with because I'm, I'm starting talking and Aston may be filling my app with, with some new ideas and I really appreciate his, his additional work that he's doing because most of the calls that we got and everything like he's pointing my point of view and I really like it. and
3: No, I mean, <clears> as Simon says, we have a quite a long time roadmap when it comes to this to example, like, the gamification, meta- metaverse side and everything. However, um, if your question is regarding more the immediate impact of what, what features are going to come to the platform in that roadmap sense, when it comes to auctions, we do, we are planning to bring in auction as well as Dutch auctions. But this is very much in version two of the platform. So mm-hmm. what you'll get in version one is everything you think you're missing will be then version one. Mm-hmm. And everything that is additional feature of our platform will be arriving in version two. This doesn't, this, but I'll just to call everyone's confusion. Lua power is already implemented. So when you come on, you're already getting it. You probably can't see it now because of version zero but everything you're doing, you're actually accumulating raw power when you're engaging with the Hellcats at the moment. When V1 comes, that's when you have probably have all the other features that you're missing at the moment. For example, your profile interface, um, your bookmark function, the bidding functions, the make offers functions, all of these will be there eventually. It's just, of course, I guess what we can say is our dev is taking a very nice holiday after his two or three months working nonstop. So he's taken this week off where, where he's having his rest. And then once we're back, um, we expect the official official marketplace launch to be this middle
1: of January. Middle of January, you guys heard it here first. Um, you know, I've noticed that there is quite a synergy amongst you, Shimon, Simon, uh, and Aston. Uh, Aston, I'm sorry. Uh, and there's this quite this next question comes from Pontas because I mean, noticing this chemistry, the synergy. Can you tell us about your team members? What brought you guys together? Uh, a little bit about how you guys developed your structure because i mean i personally have been dealing with your team and i know you guys are demanding in a good way that these are this is a project that has demanded more from star terra than any other project in terms of accountability in terms of you know roadmap and everything so can you guys touch upon your team and what you what brought you guys together
2: uh, maybe i'll start because i'm from the scratch and i i started building with four people uh, first the first day of building Luard and everything like that was four people it was it was buried from ui ux it was two developers and one marketing uh, so it was five people right so with me it's five people and uh, we started building like uh, I met Barry on, you know, it was funny thing because I, I met from, uh, from Facebook, you know, he was very good, like right, profile picture. And I see, okay, he will be the great UI UX designer. And the thing is like, he actually is because he was working with biggest company in Poland, uh, uh, and, uh, he started building the whole platform. From, from, first of all, he started building the landing page and giving you whole brief introduction, what, what we will be building. So everything that you are seeing is approved by Barry. Another thing, like uh, I met David, and David is our marketing strategy director. He's he's uh, from performance and whole how to embrace our you know uh, mm, talk to you from directly like how we are talking. For example, his his invitation is hashtag put your Helmet on Helmet on whole whole introduction on on on. Emails, um, newsletter. He's writing it with Jordan, and we. Jordan is met from Twitter directly. He was working on Terra, and he's I think in uh, in long term like one year right now in Terra ecosystem. He was very known, and he's native English, so he's ca- helping with whole content writing and whole content management. Uh, Kesha, we I brought her I think like two months ago uh, to our project to to building the whole marketing strategy and heading the whole marketing team because it was lack of organizing things. So she came into and she organized whole uh, processes and right now he's, it's working very well. She was used to work in, in companies like Revolu, G2A on another one. So it's, it's someone with great experience with uh, good background. So we look, we look on stuff like that. Aston was the person that uh, we, and I think Barry, he brought him from the Twitter, asked to make like her point of view that what we can bring on our platform that they, another platform didn't want to talk with him, so he was you know very sad about it that the, another another product that uh, and projects from from space that they want to talk with him and he came to us and he joined and he first of all give her a brief introduction about him he made some you know uh 100 words article how we should do it because he's writing a lot you know if he's you are collaborating with him he's making speechless speechless talk uh he's very fashionable the NFT space and he joined it and right now he's leading whole partnership and project relations um, on our in our team uh, and developers are i think it's, it's not introduction alex is from redstone finance and he's very experienced in blockchain development mainly his 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 vision is like making blockchain uh decentralized as possible as as we can for example with our backend and stuff like that so his vision is to deliver great things so he delivered our whole platform with our front end developers full stack developers in i think 10 weeks so you can see how fast and how uh, we can build things and what we are delivering in, in, in that time. I think it was the brief introduction, what each our member, who are we, and, uh, what is our background and me as a CEO, I was building companies before, for example, SAS company service or service from e-commerce. I built some, uh, uh, Con, uh, software houses and e-commerce uh, platforms that I was selling something. So basically, I got background with development. Uh, my experience is like was I was developer for four years from full stack development Node.js GS plus uh, view And uh, after that, I, I started building businesses. Indeed, and right now I'm 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 investing from 2017 in crypto space. And right now I'm building product on Luna. So.
1: I that's awesome
2: it's it's, it's shortcut of our our every awesome maybe something about you
3: um no i think simon covered covered the basics about me i think my background is just in consumer research as i said so in consumer insight and cognitive behavior but i think i will not need to tell my full story here simon's covered most of the team very well and yeah i think we have what simon like 17 people on the team now something like that so
1: probably one of the biggest on on terra working, working with us in total. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, as you guys hear, Aston is so concentrated and so passionate about the NFTs and the consumer analytics that we're not going to talk about. He's not going to brag about himself here. We let uh, Shimon here give a synopsis of the team, which I think was a great. And I think the, the, the key here aspect of it is that most of your team has already been focused on the decentralized space, meaning Luna, uh, the Terra ecosystem, and that you have experience in these spaces and, and what it takes to not only be a successful project from a business standpoint, but from also the investor side of, of understanding where the, the, there are lacks, where there are holes in projects, and then filling that in a way that is bringing something new and unique into the Terra c- ecosystem. Just like as Star Terra, we wanted to be the first gamified launchpad you guys are taking the gamification and then taking that beyond with, with what it sounds like you're, you're already brought to the table and what you're planning to bring to the table. So I'm super excited about what's going on. So if you guys can maybe talk a little bit about you know the long-term vision beyond the current roadmap, where you maybe see yourself three years from now, four years from now, five years from now. Do you want to take over the NFT planet or proverbial NFT planet? What what is what is your guys' long term yeah, vision? We will be the best platform NFT. So <laughs> it's a shortcut. What, what we want? To shortcut. That's it. <laughs> no, Plain I, and I, simple.
2: I, I'm just kidding. But uh, we want, of course, that like, we want to compete with uh, with the biggest. But the thing is, like, our main vision is to deliver great product right now, and it's looking okay. We are delivering it right now, and first of all we want to be community that community will be happy that what we are delivering they will be you know proud of that they can use our platform i'm very excited for example of our idea of our launch of launch part of everything so the thing is right now i'm focused on what we are delivering our next steps and the roadmap and whole what what we will be in the 5 years we want to keep compete with with the biggest, we won't be compete with biggest nft marketplaces platforms on on not an Terra ecosystem but only on on ethereum on solana so uh, yeah maybe aston something up because i'm speaking all the time so right now so maybe aston will, because he's 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 impatient i think 4am no, no. he wants to talk <laughs> no I, I mean as simon said we're taking
3: things step by step at a time Yes, we have bigger goals when it comes to, of course, competing with the likes of um, OpenSea. But we're, as we said, we're taking, we're keeping our feet grounded. We're taking things step by step. We want to build with the community. Um, we want to educate the community and expand what NFTs are towards the wider audience. Like, I think it's no stranger to say that NFT, like everyone knows, crypto is a very small part of the of the world, right? And yeah. NFTs are e- an even smaller part of crypto. So that just shows how much room there is to grow. And we're very much focused on building our platform, building, um, educating others about NFTs. And eventually, of course, when we go cross-chain, slowly build out and hopefully fight OpenSea and provide a platform that can cover every ecosystem. But as you said, we're going step by step. We're ensuring that everything is functional, everything works as it is before we, before we get ahead of, ahead of ourselves.
1: Okay, okay. So let's, let's go back to the first step, which is what attracted you guys to the Terra ecosystem in the first place?
2: Nico. Uh, Aston, Aston wanted to make a lot of money, so so he invested in Luna <laughs> in thirty thirty dollars.
3: Why are you gonna call me <laughs> out
2: for investing late? What the hell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's still yeah. early. It's still early by yeah. by predictions.
2: Yeah, so, so the thing, why why Terra T- ecosystem? Uh, I think like there is no other chain that delivers that good things like Terra. There is like great community behind it there is decentralized stablecoin that you know the fees of of sending to your wallet you can use any uh, any token that you you want to for example pay in luna you can buy in luna you can buy in Kerbu or or usd directly so i think my major points was the usd in decentralized stablecoin and uh, there wasn't a lot of protocols that they've been built on the terra indeed there wasn't good uh, and the uh, user experience friendly marketplace that we wanted to build and and the third part is i think like you know that terra is growing so fast and why for example starter starter choose the Terra? i think everybody knew that it will be one of the biggest uh chains uh, on on the whole you know ecosystem like after it, we are after a few right now uh, if we are calculating by tv also it was the answer is simple if not Terra, i wouldn't build the the nft marketplace i think and oh, maybe wow. ask them why why you come to the terra
3: well i mean i came to terra more to do with the ust function and how luna was pegged to it but regarding if you're asking about why we're building an NFT platform on terra i think i think the answer it's it's very obvious because the current marketplaces leave a big gap into what should be offered to projects and community and we feel that we must fill this gap It's a big issue missing out projects are not getting what they should be getting and the community isn't really benefiting from it so we want to come in and just take this and ensure that everybody can get what they deserve and grow the community based on that
1: okay and is there anything that stands out about the terra community itself that you see that kind of separates it from ETH, Solana, uh, Matic, all the rest of the chains?
3: I think the key word is family, right? Everyone in Terra is like a family. Like everyone wants to be together. Everyone's always collaborating, working together, wanting to help each other improve and get better. It's not like Ethereum where everyone's trying to kill each other for money, right? In Terra, no matter what you do, someone's there to support you, give you advice. If they don't like what you do, they will tell you, they won't just watch you fail everyone wants to grow the community because it's so small it's tiny compared to solana compared to bsc Ethereum. our community is what like barely 20 30 percent of the overall volume so that just shows how 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 tight-knit everybody is and how much room there is to grow
2: yeah aston wants to always kill me if i'm you know uh, not paying at the time so
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean if if you look at the terra community it's almost. I don't want to say this in a negative way, but cult-like, where people are really following every project, they understand what's going on, they understand the nuances. They either agree with you or they don't agree with you, and they will, like you said, make it known to a point where you know you're not just here to to watch someone fail. They're they're making sure that hey, if they don't like something, they're going to tell you about it, in the hopes that you're going to make improvements to to adjust it and to help grow the ecosystem as a whole so in the terms of what you guys have been talking about the IDO that is going on currently with Starterra of Luart uh, that has started earlier today and will be going through the January 8th of course uh, we have already given the five questions that deserve fifty UST, which we'll be sending to the people's uh, to the uh, the people who asked those questions. Their Terra wallets. Um, is there anything right now that you feel like you would want to talk to about to to the the community that's listening right there? Is there anything that we might not have touched on, or any any kind of uh, pieces of information, maybe some alpha? That you'd like to reveal if I, I don't mean to put you on the spot for hmm.
4: that I'm thinking,
2: and I think like you mentioned everything that we wanted to say because uh the talk with you was was on a great level. I very like to talk with 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 people with open-minded and uh talking with community, maybe community wants to ask something, oh maybe.
1: Yeah, if, if there, we'll, we'll take uh, – we have about 10 minutes here left, and I still have a few exciting announcements to, to add about the ideal itself. So if anyone wants to raise their hand, you get a shot at asking the LUART team a question. So if you'd like to raise your hand, go for it. If not, I will go on and move to what we have. Oh, here we go. We got one request. Bajar, I hope I said your name right as you connect. The floor is yours.
2: My question is, uh, will most of the NFT-based project are out there with no real-life use case or application, just GPG image trade and play with? Can you outside and Terra proof to uh, us here and now that your project has a meaningful impact
0: on users and gamers? Thank you.
3: Well, I mean, you take this question, the the real life use, use case of NFTs really revolve around the project team that what they want to build, right? I mean, there's a lot of NFTs that have a goal of having a use case, for example, a lot of building towards games, building towards comics, they're very much in their own spectrum of what they want to build towards. And remember, NFTs are very new, really, it's only been what, a year or so of where NFTs really started making waves. and. If you want to ask on what Lua wants to bring to the table in terms of real use case, we are adding an immediate immediate layer of utility to every NFT project through the Lua power system. And the idea of being gamification to win cash prizes on the on the Lua power leaderboard, or winning new NFTs through through the loot boxes, etc. Um, that's what we what bring in terms of immediate value in a real life use case. But in terms of if you're saying NFT projects in general, I can't really answer you that question because it's really dependent on project specifics, like what they really want to build. Every project is different, their roadmaps are different. There are ones, like example, if you go to Etherm, like Boat Apes, I mean, they're doing live events and doing giveaways and all of these things, which are huge. You go to in Tara, you go to Hellcats, they have weekly poker games where they're giving away real prizes and everything as well. So it, What you define as real-life use case can vary for user-to-user. Some people want physical gains, some people want monetary gains, etc., or even just fun things to do. It's very subjective and based on the project, on what they want to build.
1: Yep, 100%. And I'll add to that, that we don't even know what kind of use cases there can be out there at the moment, right? Our Star Terra NFTs, they're going to have utility. We know what they are. But I'm sure there's going to be projects that are going to come up with some sort of utility that is just going to blow people away. And it's obvious for these projects that are releasing on NFT that most need to be more than beautiful graphics, right? Most have some marketing posts, their mint that allows them to expand their reach and raise their floor price. But not all of them need to be, right? If something is just so beautiful, it could stay that way and people want it. Then that's that's its use case. It's just there to to express its beautiness or beauty. It's a uh, I'm just making up words now. But yeah, uh, that's all. I, I'll add another speaker here before I start stumbling over my own words. Anje, the floor is yours. You're just gonna have to unmute yourself. Anjè, there you go.
3: Okay. So I have one question by the way thank you because David you already picked one of my questions so uh, I will I, I will hit with the second one uh, so it doesn't matter who 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 will, uh, who, will uh, who will answer the question of course uh, my question is what guys are you going to do uh, to minimize the, the,
2: the to minimize the uh, selling pressure especially starting from the third month after the during the vesting we want selling token it's easy <laughs> no the thing is like the selling pressure will be always and we want to aware with like choosing the right partner from private sale, and we uh, want as a team uh, be respectful for each member of community that they investing into us so our we cannot prevent selling pressure because It's the thing like, it is normal for each token. It got inflation and we cannot do anything, but we can prevent it like, for example, uh, making uh, burning tokens or another things like what we can, for example, uh, gratitude people that uh, they will invest into us. And we want to be sure that token won't uh, drop and dump on the community because our, major goal and major point is like we want to have healthy economics in long term vision and we want build product long term not short term so it's I think it's like my my response to it because it's, you know it's, it's like you cannot do anything like because people will always buy or sell and it was based on sentiment and everything like that and so it's like maybe Aston got some answer for it
3: you have to remember that the way a token price moves at the start is always going to be volatile. Like if you're a trader, you you would already experience this where you can only apply technical analysis so much at the beginning until the token tokenomics itself uh, plateau to a certain, certain degree. So all we can really do as a platform is build towards our actual goals, like build towards, for example, the utility of the token, build towards the long-term cross-chain that we're going to focus upon and bring value to the platform which is very much pegged to the token value at the same time so we um, it applies the same logic as nfts you cannot there's no way you can force people to maintain a certain price point if they don't want to right it's up to the community to decide what they deem our product to be valuable as based on our, on what we build likewise technical analysis charting all of this yes they apply to people buying tokens but that really comes in the long term when you're looking at like one year six to over six month period of time where the chart actually makes sense. Like in today's world, you can't even go to like PSI or Kujira, or any of these tokens and do a proper technical analysis to buy or sell on it. Everything is running on fundamentals, right? And also you have to remember what the overall crypto sentiment is. If Bitcoin's gonna go and do what Bitcoin does, we're all gonna to have to follow what it does and suffer accordingly. There's only so much a project can control the price point upon. So what can we do? We can just build and prove to you a product that we actually have. And hopefully the community takes that on board with the price point. We, we can't we can't control the tokens. Like same like StarTower, they can't control what people buy or sell the tokens.
1: They can only continue to prove to build a product to, to to make people want to buy the token. And on top of that, you have your DAO structure, which is going to ha- allow the people who are holding the token to create and determine how the flow of whether it's the fees, the funds, or or even potentially burning of, of tokens down the line is, is gonna affect the the price of it. So I think uh, I think the, the answers here obviously you cannot predict it. Your their mission as the platform is to continuously deliver. And as they deliver, as their roadmap becomes completed, adding on to that, updating to that through either the DAO or through the inner workings of themselves. And I think that is really what's going to determine the health of the token. All right, we got a couple more questions here opening up to uh, Dylan. When you connect, just unmute yourself, and the floor will be yours. Dylan? Hey, yeah, dude, uh, sorry
4: about that. I was just connecting. Uh, hey, what's going on, guys? Happy New Year's. Um, I have a question for the team about onboarding new projects. And uh, I am totally new to uh, the Luna ecosystem. And my first mint was on Art, actually with uh, the Hellcats. Um what what made the first initial project so successful, you think, in your opinion? And why did you choose Hellcats to be the first project to to run on Art? And what do you think from that, this project you learned what worked and what didn't work moving forward? That's it. Simon, you
3: want me to take okay. this one for
2: Hellcats?
4: Uh, yeah, you can you can take it.
2: Um
3: okay, he was so working
4: with
2: one month with Ben, so it's like yeah, you know, brother <laughs> and
4: sister,
3: they are. Yeah, I've been working quite closely with Taylor and Dimitri from from Hellcat. So the reason why we chose Hellcats was the way in which their vision was and the way they were structured. Like we immediately understood from the get go that Hellcat wasn't just um, a one off mint mint and go situation. They have an actual roadmap they want to follow through, and also they had a, they had proper community development, which we saw even before all the structural changes came in after they joined us, right? And the key for projects to be successful, NFT projects to be successful, is to focus very much on community development, because there's only so much um, decent art is going to bring you in terms of NFT project. Like the days of just having art sell out, especially on Terra, is long over. Projects need to develop their community, develop a roadmap, develop utility to help them create success that people want to be part of. And the, the main thing is without a community, without the de- developing the community, your project's going to die, right? We've seen many projects on random earth or nowhere. They may have good art, but their mint supply, their mint comes up to like 10 or 20%. And that's really just because there wasn't enough effort put into community development or support given to the project. When it comes to us selecting projects or choosing projects or approving them to launch with us, the same thing applies. We want to see these projects really put effort into what they want to do. Because we, really, we only want to launch projects that we know are there for the long term. Not even long term. Let's say if, if they want to just be a collectible launch and then that's it for stop, that's fine. Communicate with us. Let us know so we can help assist you in creating the, the best route for both marketing purposes to help you reach your goals. And this is something that we do a lot. We want to build this relationship to understand every project, what their roadmap is, what they want to do to ensure the best possible success for them. We can't, we can't guarantee every project success. That's a big given. Not every project is going to be like Hellcats. Not every project is going to be like Galactic Punks. It's really up to the project team. There's only so much that we can provide as a platform. And this is also why we have to turn down a lot of projects. Like We've turned down, I think, 15 over the last five days that have applied just because they're telling us they want to mint in three weeks and they have 5,000 supply and 200 followers on Twitter and 100 people in the Discord. And we're like, what how are you going to pull the other 9,500 mins from um
4: so i have so, a question yeah I have a question on top of that question so if you don't mind um yeah. so like, is there like an onboarding team separate from like you said you about 17 people working on the low art team is there like an onboarding team that goes through and sees what projects that they're going to put through because i know you guys had an announcement in your discord saying that in january it's going to be 10 new projects so is there like a team that like like picks through these or how does it normally work?
3: Yep, so on NFT partnership side, I'm leading the team with um, Taylor. So Taylor from Hellcats has now joined us. So previously it was me that um, essentially trying to handle the 50-odd projects that are coming to LUAD, but now Taylor has also come on board. So there's two of us that is really working together with every project to help both on the insights as well as onboarding them to what LUAD is and what we want to do and establishing whether the project really matches the
1: ideology and the concept that Lua wants to bring to the terra ecosystem. Okay, awesome. Uh, we're gonna have two more questions here. First, we're gonna open up the floor for Waihu Prastio, If I said your name correctly, uh, two points for me. If not, I'm sorry, but you just gotta unmute yourself. Waihu. Wow. How do I how do I say your name first and foremost?
4: <laughs> hello, hello everyone. Can you hear
1: me? Yes, we can. <laughs> yeah. What LUART plan to do
4: to maintain constant interest and prevent NFT Luart from getting lost in the sea of new NFT projects?
3: Well, we work with co, uh, basically, co- collaborative marketing with these NFT projects. And first and foremost, we are not a platform. We're not. We're not here to stop a project from falling into the depths. We're here to provide them as much support as they can end of the day how a project performs especially in a secondary market is purely from how the project team wants to develop their project if the project team does not develop their project further does not continue engaging the community it is it goes without saying that project demand wise and engagement wise will drop and that's a good given there's only so much as a platform we can provide and lower power is one of those cases but really this has to be thrown back to the project team because what as a platform we do provide co-marketing as i said but if the team doesn't provide us the information to give out and doesn't communicate with us directly we can't really do much for them as well at the same time
1: so yeah yeah makes sense all right so the last question is going to come from effie just all you have to do is unmute your mic and the floor is yours
4: hi good evening can you hear me
1: uh, yes, we Hello.
4: can. All right, thank you very much. Um so I've heard a lot about um what the LOAT team has been doing, vetting projects and you know supporting new NFTs and making sure they have a successful launch. But my question really boils down to the LOAT holders. Like I decide to partake in the LOAT IDO and I get a lot of tokens. Aside the governance and you know making decisions and contributions, what other benefits do I have or do I enjoy for holding the Lord's token long term? Okay, okay so one so thing I, can I explain is power.
2: Oh, okay. So I'm going go ahead. Yeah, I yeah, I will do it. Like from the buying token, the first of all, like you can put into the uh, LP and staking, uh, single asset staking. So you will get rewards uh, daily with uh, our token. So it's it's classic scheme of DeFi, right? Second will be like if you will put into the LP and staking a single asset staking, you will get the Lua power in the, in, instead. So Lua power you can uh, use on our platform, for example, for being in the leaderboard that I mentioned on the on the first uh, first minute of our talk. And if you will be in the leaderboard, you will get airdropped with 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 uh, prize rewards uh, weekly. So I think like it's the the part of gamification that we are giving. Like another thing of Lua power is you will be able to redeem box of NFT uh, once per month, and you will be able to drop uh, unusual NFTs that you will be able to uh, buy them or, you know, the price of them is very high. So you will be able to uh, buy them directly. Of course, the Lua Power will give you the ranking system on your profile that you will have the additional features on your profile that there's no for classical user. Is, is is allowed to like for example you will be able to to put your avatar on your profile someone will click on it and you will be seeing how it's look and okay he's very cool because he got very unique avatar on his profile so we want to help people with incentivizing user of being user on our platform additional features that we want to bring is like for example if we will get some special collections on nfts and it will be you will need to have uh, lua power for for uh, participating in it like for example there will be some special collection that for example 100 pieces of very rare nfts so if you only hold enough lua power for that uh, you will be able to participate into it and i think whole perspective of lua power is connected directly to the to the token because token will will give you the lua power so it's the kind of way Maybe Aston got um, will explain you how to earn lower power in a, another way. So,
3: yeah, I mean, um, if we're talking about the lower power aspect, um, of course we know that if you mint and you purchase NFTs on the secondary market, you are given lower power. But also, assignments that when you stake it, single stake or LP stake, you are also given lower power. And I guess one thing we can disclose is there are different levels, different multiplications of lower power given. On different aspects. So what we can see is of course LP staking will give you the higher zero return of lower power, followed by single staking and then followed by NFT connections. So this is the, that is the, the benefit that's given back towards token holders where they are getting more rewards on our platform by holding staking the token with us. And that's a key aspect behind the gamification because getting more lower power means you can play more for the leaderboard and particularly in that case, we're giving, what, like, 500 UST worth of cash prizes every two weeks. And I think um, the first leaderboard that will come out is, like, a two-month leaderboard, which is, like, 5,000 UST in prizes. So, for the first place, sorry, and it still scales down to the rest. So, really, just having more power in itself is, like, you're getting rewards, getting free money, in a sense, not even including the farm the token. So, Yeah
1: thank you very much awesome. awesome Well, I want to thank everyone who partook in asking questions in the uh, AMA or conversations itself uh, we have started the Luar IDO earlier today it will be running through uh, January 8th uh, we will also be doing a YouTube live here with some different type of information coming on the 5th, so join our YouTube channel for that. We'll be putting out links here in the coming days. I also wanted to touch on social power for this specific ideal. So, some of you who may or may not know, as part of the Star Terra gamified ideal process, we have a pool, a gamified pool for the factions, where faction members get to battle it out to gain a Higher allocation in luar and so what we're going to be doing that is we're going to be taking to twitter and it's going the social power is going to be a competition where every day there's going to be a different theme for you guys to collect points for your team and as a heads up we will be releasing all of the details for that tomorrow but day one just to give you guys a little sneak peek for the people that attended this pro, uh, this this uh, conversation on Twitter Spaces, it's going to be memes. So get your meme game going. You guys are going to be like basically fighting for for the gamified pool to get yourself a higher allocation. And we're looking forward to giving you different topics, different subjects every day. I personally. And on behalf of the Star Terra team, love to thank all of you for attending, but specifically Shimon and Aston of the Luart team. You guys have been amazing. We've gone over time, but I felt that this was absolutely essential to get everyone's questions in, and I love the conversation that we had today. I hope you all enjoyed it as well. Remember, the IDO registration ends on the 8th. Get in before it's too late. And we're looking forward to seeing you guys, the Luart team, again a little bit later in the week, as well as some of the audience and the participants in the starter IDL. So, as is customary, uh, do you have any last words or thoughts, Shimon or Aston? Yeah, I will.
2: I will just summarize it. Thank you, guys, for for having me and having guests on the whole whole team. So thanks David for, for, you know, for one and a half hour, I think like, yeah, one hour of the talk. So it was really nice. And I think we will make some AMA in the future too. So thanks guys. And take care of yourselves.
1: Aston, do you want to say anything about consumer analytics? <laughs> no, I'm, <ready.
2: laughs> I, I, I'm going to go to bed
3: now.
1: It's four. A.m. <laughs> yeah. It's 4am for Aston. is in uh he is in a different time zone. So we're going to end this here. Once again, thank you all. Check back on Luart's uh, Twitter channels, their, their uh, website. We're going to post all of that here shortly just to make sure everyone has it. And then, of course, check back with us later in the week where we'll be having more discussions with the team. Thank you all. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Star Terra AMA chat with Luart. Recorded on Monday, January 3rd, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be
5: tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one, blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, star scream jokers, living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back with the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We he was walking all erect with a dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envisioning the middle man. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubba 1000000000 Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubba babillion. Vision in the middleman, listen to the fiddleman play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, Trying to make the next. No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up, everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol. But it didn't matter, we was all hyped up. When the pedal hit the metal, he just didn't have the right skill. Watched in the daytime till the night curfew, rats in a cage till they make time to murk you. Got a little job that falls under my purview. We gotta get this mob away from the bird's view envision in the middlemen listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how while the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion talk about how while the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion
0: spaces